0: Good feeling so I what I did at the start of 2018 for the, probably the first four months every day I wrote down a mantra I wrote down I am open to all opportunities that come my way and I was I said yes to a lot and then once I had all my yeses I started to uh, filter out what wasn't working From
1: me, that's Elisa Luby, and this is the Ogre Life Podcast. Hello, and happy new year! Or if it's not the new year, then happy new day because every day is a good one. I'm Kevin, and this is the Ogre Life Podcast. Today, I got with me Elisa Luby. It's the beginning of January 2019, and Elisa was voted last year the most popular guest on the podcast. I think what people liked about Elisa's story was her honesty, her journey from struggling with her weight into becoming a yoga teacher, getting fully into well being, and a physical as well as spiritual transformation that a lot of people um, enjoy listening to. So I wanted to bring Elisa back in to find out how the last year has been for her in her first year of full-time yoga teaching. This is an episode I think will really help people who are beginning to teach yoga or maybe starting to think about doing yoga teacher training. One of the things I noticed about Elisa is She doesn't realize her strengths. She, and I think being humble is a really great character trait for anyone. But at the same time, it's good to remind yourself what you're good at. So this episode where we speak for 50 minutes or so starts to develop ideas as to what Elisa could be doing in 2019 to build on the momentum that she's created over the last year. I hope you really enjoy it. If you've got any questions about Elisa or about the podcast, then get in touch. The best way to do it is to leave me a voice note on my Instagram direct messages, or you can do the same thing on the messenger service for Facebook. This episode and podcast is made possible by you, the listener. With your reviews, with your ratings, with your feedback, with your questions, it's what keeps the podcast alive. So, if you have a chance, I'd really appreciate you going over to iTunes and even a quick review or rating. If you already have done, thank you so much. It's really appreciated. Hope you enjoy this episode and here's Elisa. So, let's do this. Hey Hey, Elisa, how are you?
0: I'm great Kev, how are you? Happy New Year.
1: Oh yeah, happy New Year. (laughs) It's January 1st. Um, 2nd. Is it?
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: it's January 2nd. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um,
0: Wakey, wakey. I
1: know. Um, So welcome back and well done on your G-O-T-Y guest of the year. Oh, stop. You you don't win anything. Hashtag. Hashtag. I don't have like a plaque or anything. Sorry.
0: It's okay. I have a cup of tea. (laughs) That's all you need. How have you been? Great. Yeah. Really good. I've had two weeks off teaching so i feel refreshed yeah yeah
1: um yeah, since we last spoke when was it it was summer last year so and you've and you've been teaching now for a full year
0: yes so this time last year December, la- so oh, hold on, what year? <laughs> two thousand and nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, yeah. So December two thousand eight, no, December two thousand and seventeen. I wasn't working at all. Um, I just finished my yoga teacher training with Yoga Hub, and I got straight into teaching. So my first class happened to actually be your old class. Okay. It was on a Saturday, so it was the. Fir- I think it could have been the first Saturday uh, of January.
1: Of course, yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To a room of about forty people.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's a was, deep, That's the deep end.
0: It was diving into the deep end, um, but I got through it, <laughs> and I'm still here to tell the tale. Yeah. So it was
1: the hot class. <gasps> yes. Yeah. You.
0: Yeah. The Saturday afternoon used to be a hot class. Yeah. It's not anymore.
1: It's it's amazing the way that class. I used to get such an adrenaline spike teaching that class because Saturday, people that come are kind of hardcore and it's hot and there's 40 people there. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, I do kind of miss that a little bit mm-hmm. because I think there's something about, um, maybe a slightly egotistical thing to say, but the performance aspect that I quite like. Mm-hmm. and um, And that's the reason why I, I don't like actually teaching privates mm-hmm. um I'm not a really massive fan of doing one to one
0: no me neither you know no. um
1: so you said that that Saturday class has now changed what, what is it now yin
0: i've yeah okay. i've it's a flow straight into a yin, so it's two classes now yeah um yeah, so there are my two, yeah. so I used to teach, so I started off January teaching hot. And worked my way out of teaching any Hot. <laughs> yeah. So now I have no hot classes. Um,
1: Why did you work your way out of that?
0: I didn't enjoy teaching hot yoga. I think because sometimes you've got the people coming that are looking for more of the fitness elements. Um, and my teaching style would be slower paced. So it didn't really flow well. Like the people who came to my class would know it'd be it wouldn't be a super... Intense class, but then you have the people coming that want that. Mm. So I just didn't really enjoy it. I I want to teach what resonates with me, you know.
1: Mm. Did you feel that you? Because my girlfriend went to your class and she loved it, and she said that what she really liked about it was how you talked a lot about emotions mm-hmm. and about how to um, love yourself, and and that mm-hmm. that that was a lot of the theme. And I think that um hot yoga is a bit like a bit too hardcore sometimes Mm i think people go in there with the mindset they want to want to punish themselves so um
2: yeah
0: i thought i would i thought that was fine for me so in january when i started off i was also a personal trainer in january Mm -hmm. so i took on both jobs Mm -hmm. so i wasn't working december 2017 and then i had two jobs january 2018 Um, and it was tough. It was, it was really hard to, to balance both kind of industries, I guess. Um, so I thought that, oh, well, I can bring the personal training side of things into the yoga, um, you know, the strength, but it's just not who I am. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's just, it it didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I would stress myself out going into classes thinking I had to teach a certain way because the style of class it Mm -hmm. Then again, I probably should have just been. I was a new teacher, I was only out of training, mm-hmm. so I didn't understand that it's okay to be who I am as a teacher and then the people will follow, like, follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the people <laughs> will come.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that, you know.
1: that's true. It takes, a, at the start, you can take things quite you feel like you need to copy other people's styles. Yes. Um, and it just takes, it's almost like you borrow little things of other people that you like mm-hmm. and you see and then you create your own style. Yeah, um, But it takes a while for people to warm to you. I mean, not, not to you, to us. Uh, like yeah. I, I started recently in a studio last year and um, last year, so a month ago. And um, they, <laughs> it, I was told by the guy that owns it, give it, six weeks you, there might be no one there for like mm-hmm. per, per, for six weeks until mm-hmm. they test you out a little bit and one class isn't enough they need a few to see mm-hmm. are you consistent um so then what happened in the in the say the earlier part of the year say springtime what was it um, talk, talk me through your year basically
0: okay so january <laughs> started teaching um so i was doing personal training or so i was working in a gym No clients, just teaching a lot of classes for free because that's just how you pay your rent to to have the availability to have clients. Then teaching yoga. Worked, that was January, February, March. Um, Coming up towards April, May, I decided that I could just, personal training wasn't for me. Yoga is where my heart was. So I left the personal trade inside of things but i was lucky enough that the gym wanted to keep me on teaching yoga so come the first of july i was teaching up to 16 class a week so the gym gave me 11 classes wow so i teach 11 in the gym um but so from january to let's say june It was very messy. It was very stressful. Um, You know, the imposter syndrome of, I don't know... um, Not that I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just so new to it that, you know, do they like me? You know, all these thoughts of... um, Instead of just going in and teaching what you're comfortable teaching, you're comparing yourself, especially with social media. You're like, okay, that teacher's teaching this style of yoga. Maybe I should be trying to do that. And when you're new, you... Um, feel you should be trying all these different things. Mm -hmm. Once I did my Yin Yoga teacher training in when was that June?
2: Mm -hmm. With with Josh,
0: that just changed me completely. I was like, "This is where my heart is. This is what I love." And it helped me see that it's okay to teach slower paced yoga. This is who I am. This is what I enjoy. It makes my heart full. So now all my classes would be slower paced, threading in the yin yoga and then teaching a lot more yin yoga classes. Mm. Um, So that brought me up to, yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know, all the weeks kind of, like thread into each other when you're teaching.
1: Then you did the pod, this podcast.
0: I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> that was the biggest point of the year, <laughs> the peak.
1: <laughs> I'm wondering what what kind of feedback did you get from that? Did you get because Great. you've got you've got you've got a very it seems to me like a really um, for want of a better choice of words loyal following. Mm. You know, it's, it's, people can have hundred thousand followers Mm -hmm. but they'd be following them for superficial reasons or Mm -hmm. they could have ten thousand, and they really um have a connection with the person Mm -hmm. and you seem to be the latter um so was did you get any what kind of feedback did you get
0: great yeah people um i think people i'm just really honest about like even on my social media like i'm just real honest about what's going on in life i'll talk about it a lot Mm. um and i think people really relate to that um so the feedback was, feedback was great mm. yeah they they enjoy the honesty and you know listening to people's stories and where they've come from and inspiration from it too because i came from like the corporate world i did accountancy i studied accountancy mm. i thought that's where i should be going Um, worked in finance but left it all and now i'm a yoga teacher mm. <laughs>
1: yeah because you you touched on that on the last podcast about your your journey before you came Mm -hmm. into yoga uh, but you didn't go into too much detail so i think that is something that appeals to a lot of people that Mm -hmm. story um because i remember when i was making that decision well I didn't I was sacked so I didn't make, oh. the, make the decision but but I, but I mean I made the decision to become a yoga teacher um but uh I used to like just source out loads of articles online of people that had left office jobs to do mm-hmm. their, their what they, their dream job and I, a lot of people fantasize about that yeah um but um but so talk me about talk to me about your experience.
0: Yeah, so I started um working in the head office finance of MS years ago. Started my accountancy exams once I was there. Then I left there and worked in a pharmaceutical company for two and a half years and I did really enjoy it. Like I love the banter of being in an office and, you know, the teamwork. Like as you know, being a yoga teacher it can be very lonely. Um so I did really enjoy that but it stressed me out, something terrible. Like the hours, deadlines. Um, I always had a feeling of not being good enough in that world because my heart wasn't in it. So it, you would never you know, feel like you're doing the best job you can do if your heart's not fully in it. So I decided to leave and go to Australia for a year. My friend lives over there. So she was um, telling me, come, come, come before... I can't do it anymore. So I went when I was 30. And you have to... I think the one-year work in VZ is before you're 31. Okay. Yeah, so I think they've changed that to 35 now. Went over there, worked as... I did my personal training course over in Australia. Worked as a personal trainer over there. And it was brilliant. It was outdoors. It was, you know, it wasn't in a gym. It was really interesting. Um, and I didn't even decide that I'm going to leave the corporate world and become a yoga teacher that wasn't it was more to get into the fitness element of life and help people um I might my, my in my mind it was more uh, seniors that I wanted to help so that was grand and then towards the end of my Australia adventure the yoga teacher training kind of started to take over because i did yoga every day anyway with adrian louise on youtube so she's my my yoga guru <laughs> i started with her four years ago now um came home and went straight into my yoga hub teacher training mm. so wow. that was that was february 2017 did the 10-month course december 2017 and then last january is when i started blimey so yeah yeah straight out of the office and into the unknown <laughs> but so, it's great it's yeah. like there's such a there's such a vast there's so many options yeah in this work in this industry it's mm. great
1: when you say that actually this is because this is interesting that i think well, i know where you're going with this when you say options what do you mean
0: of where you can take the career yeah. like you can teach studios you can like we mentioned we don't enjoy one-on-one but i have friends who love teaching one-on-one yeah um you can do your podcast mm-hmm. yeah. you can do online mm-hmm. there's loads of there's just so much and then there's different styles of yoga so i'm obviously moving towards i love yin yoga i love mm. uh, slow yoga so that that's probably going to be my niche. Yeah. Will be me in yoga.
1: And where can you go with within that niche? How can you what's the next step in developing that niche? Maybe like sound baths or something? I don't know. Yes, is that, is I
0: actually that... went to a sound bath over Christmas with Lisa and Tom in yeah. Hot Yoga Dublin. It was amazing. Mm. So good. Um I don't know. I think my focus might will be to build up my community yoga i really want to bring yoga to my area to all ages i love teaching in the gym because it's the real it's a real general public and they need it <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know they need that and I, I know the environment's not great but i love that the community that we've built within the gym yeah so I'd love to build that a bit more around my own community and hopefully maybe get senior classes going mm. get seniors doing yin yoga.
1: Yeah. That's it's funny you say that because when I first started out um doing the personal training when I let, like from from office work I that's what I was going to do. I did all my I, loads of research mm-hmm. into the um the older generation and that that market and it's a massively growing market they have more disposable income than anyone mm-hmm. and they have more time than anyone mm, yeah. and and they need it mm-hmm. probably more than anyone mm-hmm. um so i think that it's um it's great to to if, if you see a niche for yourself and mm-hmm. you think that you could you could help people like that um i just i feel that there is still an overriding emphasis on athletic yoga and i Mm. I, but i I, I really think that is that market is getting saturated now yeah you know um because anyone who's relatively strong and athletic can teach a fast-paced class i think it takes more skill to teach a class with that threads in philosophy that threads in um spirituality stuff like that silence and silence that is so true
0: offering quiet time
1: yeah i i think that is that is a real skill Mm. and um that's something that you could definitely develop so i'm sorry i kind of stopped you in your track so after you did the the podcast here um then that brings us to like late summer
2: autumn
0: so my yin yoga took off then Mm -hmm. i started to introduce yin yoga into the gym yeah that's huge in the gym now especially the mobility side of it Mm. So I remember one of my classes, I nearly died. Oh my God. One of my classes, I showed up and there was 52 people at it. Whoa. In one of the gyms.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Was Was it like packed in mat to mat basically?
0: Yeah, we ran out of mats. Oh my god. I had to run down to my car and get blankets out and any any mat <laughs> anything I had in my car that would like make it a mat. And then wait for people in the gym to finish using mats. So I had uh, some friends that work in the gym, you know, if a mat came free to bring it up to the class. So, oh. Um But yeah, the yin yoga is where I've kind of taken the focus. Um I teach a lot of yin yoga classes. I have extra ones now in Yoga Hub too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my focus has been on that. And then I did my Chinese medicine module with Josh Summers, mm-hmm. which then has advanced my yin yoga mm-hmm. teaching to a how, level.
1: How was that? Was that in the Elba Room?
0: Yes. Yeah, See, the, it was my it. first time there. I loved it.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. I Isn't that. it? Oh my God. Um, so the, if anyone doesn't know, the Elb Room is a converted woolen mill or wool mill, yeah. know, it's not made of <laughs> wool basically, but it, it, it's a stone building that used to produce wool. I don't know if it's wool or all wool, but um, yeah, so it's really beautiful there. So how, I, cause I was gonna do that course as well, the TCM. Mm-hmm. How, how was it?
0: Oh, like The first module was very much based on anatomy, which is great. Um, so I really enjoy that anyway, cause with the personal training course done, I already was up on my anatomy. excuse me um and then just bringing in the chinese medicine side of things and understanding the energetic lines throughout the body and how they run through the fascia of the body and um yeah it's just it blew my mind Mm. it's amazing so Mm. i now theme a lot of my classes around maybe certain organs or um Different types of energetic balancing style classes, mm. and then I, I'll say in the class, Look, if this isn't for you, if Chinese medicine's not your thing, I'll still speak about muscles and bones and joints yeah. mm. so that, that you can take from it what you want.
1: Did he talk about did Josh Summers talk about um diet in t- oh, yes, and all that kind of stuff? And it has what you've learnt in the in the in that module, traditional Chinese medicine. It obviously as like you said it's affected how you teach but has mm-hmm. it affected how you live
0: that's mm-hmm. all and then anytime i do my own yoga practice i'm always like hmm is there a blockage in this meridian line <laughs> yeah really yeah. <laughs> yeah i was in a Ian yoga class there during christmas and i was in saddle po- no i was in fish was a fish pose i can't remember I was in some parts opening up the front of my body and I could feel a real unusual, strong sensation along my hip flexors into my stomach. I was like, oh, what's that? That's a blockage in my meridian (laughs) line. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think these things, I, I don't know, I haven't studied it, but I think there's way more about the body we don't understand. Oh,
0: yeah it's it's brilliant
1: i mean things like the placebo effect for example the body can heal itself just mm. because it thinks it is healing itself it's crazy mm-hmm. um, how that works um, but has it changed like have you changed your diet or sleep patterns or anything since doing that course um
0: not hugely i eat pretty well anyway yeah um you know i'm very i'm plant-based so yeah. uh, my diet would be pretty healthy
1: so what what I'm getting at is is um, when I, what I learned from Josh, he talked about a book called Wood Becomes Water. Yes. And how, if correct me if I'm wrong, but based on this book, depending on your blood type, you should eat meat or not eat meat. Did, yeah. Did, is, have I got he, that
0: right? He kind of skirted around the issue. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really, you know, he said the the research of having meat you know, to help with the essence, you know, your your life force and the blood flow and stuff. The research is good. Okay. But he I think he understands that he might be in a room of people that yeah. you know are are um practicing their non-harming <laughs> yeah sometimes
1: it's best to avoid these topics actually because in uh, teacher training it's quite mm-hmm. emotionally charged experience compared to a class because yeah. people have invested money time uh, they're normally there for the whole day they've been sitting on the floor mm-hmm. so you can get quite emotional like um in that type of environment and you're th- you're saying to yourself by doing this course i'm going to change what i teach and mm-hmm. so if the trainer says something that is against your morals mm-hmm. it can really upset the whole um course mm-hmm. so i i can understand it was the same with the price training whenever diet is brought up they addressed it but it was very quick you know because yeah. people it's like i was saying to patrick beach or he was saying to me people what they eat now has become part of their identity mm-hmm. uh, but we all we all do that yeah we all do that and what you do for a living or you know if you do yoga then you're a yogi now you know that's part, yeah it's part of your identity so yeah you got to be a bit careful with that um but um
0: he didn't open out on it too much um but he i suppose he brought up the points so then people could go off and research it themselves if they want you mm-hmm. know um but yeah that training was really good and then i have the mindfulness meditation training now um in march in dublin hmm in um done drum yeah. is it hot yoga Dundrum, yes i've never been yes. there Yes,
1: no, i've never been either um, yeah yeah i know the two girls that own it though um yeah so you're really going deep into the in mm. that's great
0: and i'm i'm kind of raging because you can join his yin yoga skill but i haven't done it and i'm not sure i'm allowed now <laughs> so you can get a certificate so i do in my four modules for the 200-hour course, you could just do three modules. So I'd have that done by March.
1: What, what's his yin yoga school? What does that give
0: oh, you? Oh, he has a yin yoga school um, where you'd get, you do, you can either do 200-hour yin yoga teacher training or 300-hour. Oh, okay. And you just get your certificate to say that you're, it's with yoga lines as well.
1: So it adds it all up and puts it into, like all the hours you've done and then therefore yeah. you have, okay.
0: Yeah, so like I've added, so I have my 200-hour training and I've done 100 hours of yin training. Mm-hmm. So,
1: So you would be now in a position to teach teachers this, right?
0: Have I I opened
1: (laughs) Pandora's box?
0: No. Um, I actually, going back to my year, I helped out with yourself on the yoga teacher training in Yoga Hub. Yeah. Just the assessment. So, it's not like we were teaching, it was just to observe their um their practices but even doing that was a bit like well yeah. i was in your position this time last year this is the exact same exams i did this time last year mm. i'm not sure i would be comfortable i wouldn't i wouldn't mind teaching anatomy
2: mm-hmm.
0: but chinese medicine
1: yeah no okay <laughs> not do you, do you, yet okay yeah, that's a forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a Brian O'Loughlin on a couple uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, and he was saying about how one of the best pieces of advice or quotes he ever heard was that you don't have to know everything to be to, to add value, but you have to know more than the person you're teaching. Yeah, mm. and I th- I thought, wow, that's really powerful because. Um, Otherwise, it, it can be quite crippling if you think, I don't know enough yet. But you've got to think, who am I speaking to? Do I mm-hmm. know more than them? Have mm-hmm. I? Um, but yeah, it, there is... I know what you mean. It is It is kind of that thing of...
0: It's nerve-wracking. Because,
1: because when, when I... Like, when I to, be, to be completely honest, when I was doing my teacher training, my 200-hour, they brought in these senior teachers, and they were like, this is X, whatever. They've been teaching for however long, and they t- have teach 15 classes a week. I remember looking at them like they were, uh, and this maybe this just me, but I was like, wow, this is someone mm. really important. This is someone I hang on their every word. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe everyone didn't think that, but I certainly did. Um, and I think if people think that about me, they're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if they, if they think this guy knows it all because... Um, I don't um, but again it comes back to the point of do you know more than the person you're speaking to and you've well, got yeah. you've got a year a whole year more experience mm-hmm. that's a lot But
0: even in the yoga teacher training assessments like understanding and being able to advise them of different things like anatomy focused for example like bow posture and um, people bringing that into a class that are warming up the quads and opening up the hip flexors in the front of the body and just being able to say, you "Now you should try and maybe put something like that into your practice before you get to bow pose mm-hmm. to open up the front of the body. And you kind of feel like, "Ah, oh, I do know something.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and I think it's good to remind yourself when those moments happen and, and, kind of, and say, yeah. oh, actually, I, I do know a bit more than I thought. Mm um in in terms of obviously you're going down the in path but have you thought about ways that you can deliver that not just public classes for example last year you were talking about doing your first workshop yes. and how you had a lot of a bit of anxiety around that
2: mm-hmm.
1: how did that go and what has that made you think about doing future workshops
0: i do a yin yoga two-hour practice i call it once a month now
1: Okay, you don't call it a workshop, no. Okay,
0: it's a two-hour practice It's basically just two hours of Yin Yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously more in depth than the hour-long class. Even with my hour-long classes, I'll generally ask my class if they need to rush off because I'll prolong, I'll I'll add on time to my classes. Okay. <laughs> so usually, let's say <laughs> I hope this is allowed. usually (laughs) on let's say a Wednesday evening I teach a 7.45 so it's an hour 8.45 I'll finish when we're on the dark I always open class at five minutes silent meditation Mm -hmm. once that's done um, while they will still have their eyes closed I'll say if anyone needs to leave at a quarter to nine put up your hand if not I'll push the class till nine o'clock that's just my preference because yin yoga to get the best out of it, you just need more time than sixty minutes.
1: But Elisa, why don't you call it a workshop? I mean, why don't? Okay, well, first, let I think I just differentiate it for people who don't know the terminology. Okay, a class is where the, the interaction is one way. You're you're speaking, they're copying or listening to you. Um, there's no chance to ask questions. There's no massive breakdown from a technical point of view. And whereas a workshop is you have loads of breaks you you you're, you're picking a specific thing where you're it's, it's there's a lot of skill based training mm-hmm. as opposed to an overall practice mm-hmm. depend the workshop people get to ask questions and it's very interactive so why would you not call, do a workshop
0: because it's nothing like that it's a two, it's 2 hours of yin yoga yeah. with no breaks um no chat um so i did do a, wor- a chaturanga workshop where that was very interactive yeah stopping and starting and um, props all that kind of stuff but the two Yin in experiences two hours of yin yoga where they get to just shut off for two hours and mm. able to hold postures for a bit longer than you can in a 60 minute class and um but it's going really well but i yeah, do that i don't... do that once a month yeah, but I don't like to call that workshop because that it's not like a workshop.
1: I know what I'm saying. I'm not saying just changing the name of it. I'm saying why not teach a, a workshop based on yin because you mm. know so much, you have time to stop and actually break things down more for people.
0: Yeah, uh, I've never actually thought of that.
1: Yeah, even even like a uh, an urban retreat, yin urban retreat, you could do quite easily. Mm. Uh, I'm just saying because you have so you've done all this studying. Mm-hmm that you're you it's impossible that you get to use all that knowledge Mm -hmm. in a class because you have to keep the class going to some degree yeah um and i think that for example when i started doing teacher training with samadhi end of 2018 the owner of the studio would ask me questions and i for the second i froze i thought Oh, don't put me on the spot in front of everyone and then i started talking and i thought wow i actually know stuff mm-hmm. and i've never said this to anyone because uh, i learned it during 300 hour teaching training i've never got a chance to use it mm-hmm. and i thought great i can actually i know more than uh than i thought
2: mm-hmm.
1: and in a class environment public class people don't care about the anatomy of the hand In, in, in it's just you know, things like that yeah you've got to I keep know. it going yeah um but what I'm all I'm saying to you, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, you you could it would why not think about like doing a workshop, doing a one day retreat because you have all this knowledge mm-hmm. more than, more than most.
0: But that's it. It's a. It's I suppose it's what we all suffer with is like you said, not you think you don't know enough, but yeah, it's a it's a really good idea. Mm. Um and I struggled with that this year or last year. <laughs> um <laughs> at the beginning of the year, you know, um I've really got so caught up in the teaching and and planning classes. Whereas now I'll pick a theme for the week and I'll teach a class based on theme. Mm-hmm. And it just makes your life so much easier. So any teachers out there, pick a theme for your week (laughs) and just go with that. And then you can change your theme every week. But I was at a stage where I was trying to plan a different class every class.
1: Mm Did you? How did you think of that? How did you realize that a theme a week worked best? Just trial and error. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I just went in, especially when I started teaching in the gym and I had so many classes in the gym, I just started... um, Saying to them at the start of the week, because it there's never a huge overlap. It's not like the same people are going to be coming to five different five of the same class. So uh, there's only maybe two classes where they might get the same people. So I'll say we're going to be working with the same, let's say, peak posture or Mm -hmm. the same theme for the week, Mm -hmm. Um, and they might just get to practice it twice.
2: Mm. I think, and it makes
0: as a yoga teacher, it makes your life so much easier that you don't have to constantly every day. Well, that's what I was doing, which was probably wrong. I don't know, but I was sitting down trying to plan every single class mm. every day.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'll say this because this is public knowledge. Patrick Beach doesn't plan his classes. Yeah, um, he never write well, as in he doesn't write anything yeah, but down. He's amazing. Well, well, the the thing is, it, like I I remember writing down my classes, and then during the class, I never looked at the notes just because no. I was too no. preoccupied. And I think that, for example. I I pick a theme every week too Mm -hmm. but sometimes I try to teach too many new stuff in one practice so just before Christmas and I'm going to be completely honest to say this I taught the shittest class I've ever taught right because I was teaching what I wanted to teach not what the people needed what happened was it was uh, like um, it was just before Christmas day it was like 22nd of December and the people that were coming were not regulars you know there were people that uh, just it's a mixed mm. match there were loads of people I didn't recognize mm-hmm. so it's kind of unusual so I try to teach a stag handstand practice so how to build up towards a stag handstand which is like when one leg is bent one leg is straight and it was just in my mind I'm going to teach this class this is what I'm going to do is loads of new stuff and I realized that half the class was completely lost and I just kept going anyway And it ended up. I walked away. I come back to my girlfriend at home, and I said, "That was probably the shittest class I've ever taught." And I've been, I should be getting better and better, Mm. but yet I've had a. And what I realized was it was because I'd planned out something, and by hook or by crook, I was going to teach it. You got
0: stubborn about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Whereas I should have seen the people come into the room. Read the room. Yeah. A lot of beginners, and Mm. and actually taught a theme. And then last well, this week, even I I went, I said to my girlfriend, "Right, from now on, I'm going to change my teaching philosophy. Have a good a theme of what I want to teach, but try to get everyone to get the most out of it as they can. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, uh, this is the goal of the of the practice." Yeah,
0: yeah no, I get that. And <laughs> some weeks I'll I'll maybe I've I'm just not there in the headspace, and I'll just go in and I'll say especially to the gym goers i'll be like oh what do you want to work on this week do you want to do more hips or do you want to maybe work on opening up the upper body or and mm-hmm. I, I like i can i'm at a stage now where i can just plan a class in my head mm-hmm. like I'm, i'm very good at my anatomy that i know what parts of the body need to open up and mm-hmm. stuff for certain postures and mm-hmm. you know being safe mm-hmm. in a yoga practice so that's fine but um yeah, I was stressing myself out last year Yeah. like that's, a crazy person.
1: That's a massive revelation, though, for you now, isn't it? That takes a, a load of admin off your back and, mm. and makes you more f- adaptable. Because uh, someone I uh, said to, to Dice, Dicey Decline, when we were doing our Bryce training, his flows are so creative. That I'm, I said to Brian, his flows are so creative. Someone said, how do you think of this? How do you mm. know all these, this stuff? Mm. And he goes, I just have the, like, little cogs and they're spaced around my mind, and I can fit one cog into the other depending, I know what goes together these little sequences mm-hmm. and how to transition out of things to keep it going. So he doesn't, maybe he doesn't seem doesn't plan mm-hmm. stuff, but he's just done it for so long. And yeah. now you're you're at that next stage of your evolution.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I learned a lot in the Patrick Beach workshop that we went to as well. I really like how he teaches and I really like his style of yoga, mm-hmm. the kind of functional side of things. Yeah. Um, like even in your vinyasa or, you know, coming up to your low lunge rather than taking the legs straight up in between the hands, taking it a more, like externally rotating the hip a little bit and bringing the foot outside the hand and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's just like loads of little things like that can change up a class mm. so much for people who are always coming to yoga and are so used to their standard. Yeah flow
1: but that's the thing as you said it's not reinventing the wheel and doing crazy ridiculous sequences but it's a little change Mm -hmm. and given the reason behind that oh Mm -hmm. this time we take the leg outside because you're externally it's a very similar movement you're taking the foot forward but just slightly outside and Mm -hmm. you feel and i think that is brilliant i i I must say i felt the same way the we were in the same workshop together with patrick beach and Mm -hmm. i thought wow you know you can you can Teach fundamental movements, but put your own spin on them. As long mm. as you can justify why, why you're doing them,
0: I teach his vinyasa a lot, so I'll teach his oh, okay. his um, his
1: solar practice. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: oh no, awakening.
0: Awakening, yeah. Yes, yes. So I'll teach not all of it, but ge- generally the the flow of lunge to squat to mm. step back to lunge mm-hmm. to, because um, I because it's it's just so good for the hips. Mm to open them out instead of just coming straight for your low Mm lounge and your
1: and and also things like a squat and a push-up he does all the time and, <laughs> and you never do squats and push-ups in, in...
0: Oh, my class they always get push-ups now. <laughs> <laughs> actually
1: i do my, my girlfriend did say she's like i went to the, her class and today we were doing squats so yeah and i says yeah you and i says you, sh- you should be doing squats so so should i yeah. so should i yeah you know we all should do them. oh there
0: are going to be pros at push-ups <laughs> and they're finishing me <laughs> They're like, yeah. anytime we come to plank, I'm just like, they know, they know. I'm like, you know, it's coming. You know, it's coming. Yeah. yeah.
1: I um, I had a actually funny after class yesterday. I had a girl, ask me to stay back with her teacher Cheleranga, and she goes, I just don't have the strength to press away. I said, okay, how often, how many press ups do you do a week? Is it is it, is it zero? Yes. Well, I don't train splits therefore i can't do splits mm-hmm. if you train push-ups you will eventually do push-ups and then i mm-hmm. broke it down for her but it's funny how we say these things like i'm not flexible do you train flexibility no okay so obviously you're not flexible yeah. um but um put push-ups and squats are like, like i
0: mean it's too- i'm sure you were doing um Like jump lunges. Didn't you mention you were doing jump lunges in your class? Yeah,
1: switch lunge, yeah. Switch
0: lunge. I'm going to bring them in soon. Yeah.
1: Actually, that was in my stag at Handstand Flow. So talk to me about 2019, the future,
0: now. Um, (laughs) So business-wise.
1: Yeah, I like business.
0: I know. Um, (laughs) My schedule is something I want to work on. Because I teach late into the evenings and then early mornings, so my sleep is being affected. So I need to kind of re look at my schedule and play around with it. Um, So my plan today is to go home and sit down and write out all the classes I teach because I teach eighteen between all the different places. So and I do. So that's number one. It's to work on the schedule. So
1: do you mean to stop one or the other, as in stop morning or stop evening? Because one has to go if you want to get better sleep, surely.
0: Yeah, I don't know yet. Maybe. Um, I like my evening classes, though, because they're yin yoga. (laughs) Yeah. So. You don't get
1: morning yin, really.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'll have a play around with the schedule because I would like to bring in possibly... Um, Getting a class in a different studio. A yoga class somewhere else. Yeah. Just to, you know, meet new people, meet new students. Mm -hmm. Then build up the community yoga in my area. So I'm currently kind of renting a space that um, I don't particularly enjoy renting. I hope they're not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just a community recreation center so it's just not you know i've done that myself yeah yeah, it's it's it doesn't really help with the vibe of a yoga class so i'd like to look around and get somewhere a bit better for that um then continue educating myself Mm. i only mentioned i did an interview with the daily edge this year
1: i've seen that yeah
0: um about moving from corporate to yoga and people think oh you know yoga you're a yogi you just get to sit and meditate all day and teach yoga how great and it's like no (laughs) it's a tough job it's Mm -hmm. physically mentally emotionally demanding you're constantly giving your energy to others you need time to take back your energy but also um money-wise you have Mm -hmm. to make a living from it Mm -hmm. um where was I going with that? I was bringing that somewhere and I can't remember you're saying,
1: now. You were saying about your schedule.
0: Um, I'm after losing well, my train of thought.
1: I'll speak a little bit on this and then we okay. might come back to you. Yeah. But it's funny you say that because I was doing my accounts yesterday. At first of the month, I do my invoicing and I was noticing that there was miscalculations by the studio side I won't say which studio uh, but I thought if I didn't check my bank statement go back and check my invoicing go back and check the email I sent them the email they sent I think things I've got to check to yeah. realize that they've underpaid me or they the system the mind body system often miscalculates things yeah when you work for someone else that you don't have to worry about that but mm-hmm. you got I mean I'm not on account I hate numbers I I can't do it but when it comes to getting paid, then I then I yeah. concentrate the numbers, yeah. and I realized, oh wow, I could be being mispaid every month, and I wouldn't know Without unless checking. unless I fr- go in forensically and, and check. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember now, yay! Um... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it's um, that it's an expensive career. Like it's not because we're constantly educating ourselves, and we're because con- we we're, we're so obsessed. Mm. Like I love yoga. Um not just teaching it, I just love everything about it for myself and for my own mental health, mm-hmm. but it's expensive, like workshops are expensive, trainings are expensive, mm-hmm. and you constantly wanna keep learning mm-hmm. um so that's more to do this year is mm-hmm. to go in to do my mindfulness meditation with josh mm-hmm. um and then I don't know what else I would I think I'd like to do. I really want Patrick Beach to come over to Ireland and do his <laughs> teacher training over here, so I can oh, take yeah. it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that'd be great. I, I, I have I never met Carling. Um, it's Carling, isn't it? His yeah. Girlfriend. But yeah. Um, I, re- I'm a fan of her from what yeah. I know of her. I really yeah. am. So, um, yeah. That, what about Because you're you're a good speaker. What about outside of? I imagine you're maybe a good writer. I mean, your stuff on Instagram is pretty good, even though it's Mm. short. What have you thought about other things outside public classes, like starting a blog, um, a podcast, a YouTube channel, or anything like that?
0: The thoughts have crossed my mind, but I think it all just scares me. And I think if I have too much going on in my brain at once, I freak out. Okay. I think I need to do one thing at a time. But I am very much go-with-your-gut kind of person. All, like, that's what I, that's my biggest thing I've learned from 2018 is just to follow my gut. If something doesn't feel right, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty brutal. Like, mm-hmm. if a job doesn't feel right, get rid of it. If a class doesn't feel right, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. If a person doesn't feel right, get rid of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you mean break off them? Not, yes. Not, not, yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, no, you went through a breakup. I uh, know,
1: huh? oh, it's all right. Yeah, no, I mean, she was right. I was, I was too old and boring, I suppose. Like so good for her. Now, now, you're all,
0: now you're all loved up.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're still, we're still friends with her. Yeah, but, um, but that's it. Like, you just
0: mm. if things aren't working for you, whether it's on your end or their end, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good feeling. So I, mm. what I did at the start of 2018 for the, probably the first four months every day i wrote down a mantra
2: wow. i wrote
0: down i am open to all opportunities that come my way mm-hmm. and i was i said yes to a lot and then once i had all my yeses i started to uh filter out what wasn't working for me
1: so what, what was the the mantra i am um...
0: What did I say? I am, o- I am open to all opportunities that come my way. Oh, so nice. especially starting from scratch, from no classes to now 18 classes, mm-hmm. um, possibly more. Um, I know I might be taking on a few more um, within a studio I work in. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's, it's battling the schedule and not overworking yourself too. So that's mm-hmm. a challenge for 2019 yeah because 2018 was my year of just getting through my first year of teaching mm. and now it's okay i'm going to progress i'm going to pick my path which was more yin yoga slow yoga mm. um yeah so we'll see yeah
1: um, i think i think what and also well like once some people like say adam husler enjoyed teaching loads of the classes some people like dylan werner um, teach very few public classes but they have these they prefer to host experiences like retreats and teach yes. trainings and, yeah. and do few of them but when they're done they're a whole weekend or something like that so mm-hmm. maybe one what well, you know not necessarily one thing suits um th- horses for courses
0: <laughs> okay whatever. <laughs> a, what does that mean <laughs> I don't know, I,
1: you know, different strokes of folks i not yeah but, how do
0: you um, find um yourself if does it like giving up classes? Do you find it tough that if there's a class that doesn't suit you? Cause I find I get really, cause I'm so friendly and I'm so chatty. I make friends with my students as well. Mm. Um, so if I give up a class, I kind of feel like I'm breaking up with them all.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it's funny you say that because I just gave up a really, the best corporate client I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really get on well with everyone there. Like, but I think once the thought comes in your head, should I give this class up? it's time to give it up I yeah. think because um before I started teaching yoga, I would have taught anything you know i was uh, so now I have an abundance mindset that I, I don't i i can't i'm i knew i wasn't I wasn't giving them the best class they could have at some st- sometimes because i I'd moved on emotionally yeah. from that yeah. and and yeah. when it comes to you say about uh you build friends and i these people were so lovely but maybe it's the kind of man in me that i think oh you're really nice people and i'm gonna uh, miss you but no one's dead so yeah
0: but we have to put on our business hat as well
1: exactly your business hat you can't stay in for emotional reasons so yeah um no i'm I'm fine with that and think about it, it gives you, it gives you freeze up time to mm-hmm. pursue the next thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um,
0: I would like to do speaking and stuff like that, um, but it's not, it's not, I don't even know where to start. I'm not good at all this. If anyone wants me to speak anywhere,
2: yeah, <laughs> hello. That's, that's
1: it. I mean, if you were to even on your Instagram do a 60 second speak to camera, uh, I mean, you used yeah. to do that, but stories is fine, but there's temporaries. But if you have to on your feed or Send, send an email to Masters of Calm, for example, that festival that happens in the summer. Oh, yeah. They're taking applications until the end of January for speakers. Oh, there you go. There you go, Masters of Calm. And if you just apply to be a speaker there, send a 60-second video of yourself to them. This is a topic I like to speak about, and this, and they get a sense for you. Huh. That could be the first thing. Once you yeah. do that, someone then you can use that to promote yourself to the next festival or event, mm-hmm. and it goes from there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um Once you've done the first one, I think it gets a lot easier. But, um, yeah, that's exciting then.
0: I know. See where we are in December 2019.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for coming again.
0: Yeah, I know. It was great. Everybody vote for me again so I can come back. (laughs) Shameless.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
1: cool. Um, All right, thanks.
0: And keep doing your yoga. Yes. Everybody. Exactly. Okay, thanks, Gab. Thank you. Yeah,
1: that's really good. 52 minutes. I love your mantra. I'm going to write that down, actually. And there it is, folks. Hope you enjoyed. Next week, I got with me Tim Senesi of Yoga With Tim. If you're not familiar with his channel, he's on YouTube. He has been producing high-quality videos for years he's got over 21,000 subscribers on youtube so if you're interested in teaching online and you're not sure how to get onto the major platforms you can do it yourself using youtube and tim has um, pioneered this so that's next week if you've got any questions for tim between now and then get in touch with me leave me a voice note on my instagram direct messages or you can message me through facebook kevin Bour yoga Thanks as always, if you have a chance to leave a review on iTunes, that'd be great, and I'll be chatting to you next week.